suspiciously like your great uncle <laughs> that calls you on the phone and says, Hey there, Alicia. Except <laughs> um, in a, your great uncle's voice. Right. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and, and with each ho had two syllables. Ho, ho, ho. And have you been a good girl? You know. <laughs> and I would talk to Santa Claus. I love it. Because my grandparents wanted me to talk to Santa Claus. But if it wasn't for their urging me to do it, I would not talk to Santa Claus because it sounded kind of creepy. It's like he wanted to sound like my my uncle. No, thank you. I was very confused for a while. <laughs> Were they? Oh, what are those little bitty dogs that look like collies, but they're not miniature collies? No, it's some <laughs> kind of shepherd. Uh, but anyway, yeah. it's them. They're really pretty dogs, and they were really sweet. And I had met two of them, so I don't know why they were hysterical, <laughs> but they were. They weren't corgis, were they? No, no, they look just like collies, except they're little. <laughs> I don't know, but they sound cute. Yeah. They're beautiful, beautiful dogs. <laughs> and fun to play with. They just wanted me to wrestle around on the floor with them. Oh, well. Well, that's all right. That's, uh, I've, been, I've been playing fetch today, most of the morning. Cat. Yeah. My cat dog is what I've been calling him. Because he's, he's, he's so much like a dog. It's, it's not, and I didn't know that it could be so funny to watch a cat. He's so just... He's, he just enjoys his life. And so if he's, he's, if he's sleeping, he's not just sleeping. He's wallering sleeping. He's stretched out and he's made a long kitty out of himself. And he's just going for it. And when he screws up, he does it magnificently. He was chasing the laser 
not too long ago. And we have one of those long hallways with doors on either side of it. So we, he was running down that hallway. We scooched the laser over inside a doorway. And he missed it and just went right into the wall. And then it was just, it was, he didn't hurt himself. It wasn't that kind of thing, but it was, it was like something out of a cartoon. And then he just kind of looks at you and, and gives you the, the equivalent of a kitty laugh. It's like, oh, go on and go get that thing. He's wide open. Cat dog. Oh my gosh. And he meows like a Siamese, but he looks nothing like a Siamese. But, uh, well, yeah. I, t- I tell you, I think that um, I think that is a dominant trait, no matter what. If they have any sunnies uh, in them? If they got any of it at all. Man, oh. that talking comes out. <laughs> My mother loved little Siamese cats. Oh. We had them a lot when I was young. My grandma, Man, too. Those suckers love to talk. Well, you know, I always heard that Siamese were kind of mean cats, that they were very aloof. And if you got up in their space, that you know they'd let you know it, and that they weren't really good for kids. And that is just not evident in the family photos because it, it's like every picture you saw of me between the ages of two and four, if I was at my grandmother's house, there would be two cats, one on either side of me. It's like I guess they slept on either side of me, and every time I go <laughs> sit in a chair, they come sit beside me. And I can't imagine that I as a two-year-old would know, you know, not to do this or that because it might bother the kitty. And it's, but evidently they never scratched me or anything. So, I don't know. I think cats understand little kids. Do you? Like, yeah, I think they get little kids on some kind of really deep level. Because when Kate was three or four no, younger, three, probably three. Uh, we had a mama cat that used to come out and hang out in the yard. And we petted her and fed her and all that stuff. And, and then she became our cat. Right. And she had her kittens in Kate's room. Oh. And we watched the process, and it was really just this beautiful thing. But I swear, all the cats we have ever had, when she was little, they would, they would just be like, okay, I understand she's a kitten. And she doesn't know what she's doing. And if if they would smack her with a paw, which they did sometimes, <laughs> they never they never had claws out. It was a soft paw. And they didn't bite. They would they would run away sometimes. Yeah. And you know it, it took her it didn't take her long to figure out that they weren't toys. Mm-hmm. They were they were people and they need to be treated a certain way. So it didn't take her long. But yeah, they were actually real good with her. Oh. Yeah, I don't know that they deserve the the myth that they get about stealing your breath and all of that. I used to, I used to wonder about that when I was a kid because that was one of the things that I I was told is that a cat will come in at night and steal your breath. Oh gosh, it is so stupid, isn't it? It is. I don't know where it came from, other you know than what? you I was, know. I'm here to tell you, it is what. Uh, five, six days away from the solstice, and I'm just going to say it straight out, a lot of people are just stupid. (laughs) Straight up, stupid. And I don't mean ignorant, because there's a difference between being ignorant of something that you can learn, 
and just being plain dumbass stupid. Yes. And you can quote me on that. You can make that a meme. If I, you want no, to. I know. Some people are just stupid. They are. It's like, how the hell did you make it through life this far? And and the worst part is some of these people that are just so profoundly stupid are also arrogant. Yes. So you have to put up with them with the big head being stuck up when they're just as dumb as a box of rocks. And they have nothing to be stuck up about. Nothing oh, at all. Please. Man, we used to see that in the hotel. We'd see people who obviously had some money, or at least they wanted you to think they did. Uh, and they would just be arrogant and entitled and dumb as hell. You, I mean, they wouldn't even be able to find their room, you know, or an ice machine or the, the remote control of the TV. And, and it's like, and, I mean, I get that, but I get what you're saying. That's what I, am. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Who was that comedian that used, was it George Carlin? George Carlin, maybe, that was ragging on, on people. Like that, saying basically oh, people saying, being stupid. Yeah. Do you know? You did you ever listen to George Carlin? Oh gosh, I love George Carlin. I did too. I did. He was um, a forbidden pleasure for me because I was too young when he was popular. I was too ah. young. Oh, but that meant that every time I could hear him on somebody's television, I'd go in that room and just listen. You know. <laughs> I, I was. I remember when HBO first came around. He was one of the first ones that had a comedy special, and I, I my grandparents had it on because my grandfather liked him a lot, and I I was I think I was supposed to be asleep, <laughs> and I was not asleep. I was hiding and listening to some words that I shouldn't have been hearing. Evidently, I don't think it hurt me that bad though. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Carlin was hilarious. So, you know, you mentioned the solstice, and I'm really excited. I'm so excited because Mother Grove's going to be outdoors and back at it again. Golly, I am so excited about that. We've And we've got people coming from all over the place. Oh, really? We've got people coming from Atlanta uh, and from Morganton, which is not too far away, but still, I mean, Morganton. Wow. And people coming from Knoxville. And I don't know where else people are coming from, but there are so few public rituals right now. Mm -hmm. And if we're lucky, the weather will be decent. Uh, but I'm going to warn everybody, probably on Friday, I'll send out a, a note on the, that Facebook event page and just say, it's rain or shine. And it's we're doing it whether it's cold or warm or whatever. So bring a chair if you want to sit down and wear a coat if you're going to get cold because... I'm not going to be want to listen to people going, oh, well, how much longer is it going to be because I'm cold? Well, I told you to wear a coat. I'm going to treat everybody like little children. I told you to wear a coat, so why don't you go get in the car, and then when we're done, you can go. Okay. I'm feisty today, aren't I? I had too much coffee today. That's right. Don't mince words, Byron. What do you really uh, mean? <laughs> I am. I spend so much time parsing my language. Because I really just want to say, that thing right there, that's you being a selfish little poop head. <laughs> and, but, you know, that, never that doesn't help. So instead, you got to language it. So it's like, 
I have some concerns about the way you are talking about this issue. <laughs> if I could have some clarity, please, on how we're going to address the fund. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at that. Yeah. I just don't really do it. I want to say, can we just all sit at the table and work this out? Well, that's a better way to do it. I like it Without much better. dealing with your ego or your, oh, my God, your hurt feelings. Uh -huh. oh. No, that's, that's the best way, Byron. It's so much better than that. You know, we never leave the seventh grade. So there are people that I've had to deal with this year that the reason they were being obstreperous or they were being stubborn or they were being whatever is that somehow I had hurt their feelings. And, the, and I hadn't hurt their feelings by getting up in their face and calling them a big, dumb, poopy head. <laughs> I hadn't hurt their feelings because, um, because I didn't, you know, react to everything they posted on Facebook, or, or because when they saw me once in the street, I didn't wave at them. And it's like, you, you know, my life is not keeping up with all y'all. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it gets right down to it. It's like, well, what is your real issue with this? Well, because you hurt my feelings. Really? You're going to stop this whole process because I hurt your feelings. Wow. Yes, I am. Well, so we never leave the seventh grade. It's all a popularity contest, and it's all about making sure nobody's little feelings get hurt because they can't function if their feelings are hurt, oh can they? Oh, ma'am, they cannot. Oh, what is it that caused you to have that attitude as opposed to an attitude of entitlement? Because, after all, I mean, if you wanted to, Byron, you could stand on your body of work right now and have an attitude of entitlement. But I don't have an attitude of entitlement. Right. I grew, I grew up dirt poor without an indoor bathroom. Is, is, so is that never, it? If I'm, I was damn Elon Musk, I would not have a sense of entitlement. Because that was drilled into me at a very early age. So that's, that's what it don't is. Get above your, don't get above your race. And this is what your raisin is. And I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it is. That's Well, I, I wondered that because, I mean, honestly, you could be an entitled person. We could both be an entitled, entitled people. But for whatever reason, it has just escaped you. And I have to tell you the truth. I, I, I am not impressed by money. I'm no, not impressed either. by money. And I can be impressed by a degree an educational degree, but maybe not for the reasons that the person would think that I would be. I, I admire someone who has the discipline to make it through a college course, but I don't know what to think about the college courses themselves. You know, so, yeah. so, so yeah, I mean, and, and if you have a lot of money, that's fine. That's your deal, but that will not impress me. You know, what impresses me is somebody who is a real person, just real. Whatever you are, if you just be that person and quit quit with all that. You know, Billy Joel wrote that song, uh, The Stranger. You remember yeah. that song, We All Have a Face that we hide away forever and we take it out and show ourselves when everyone is gone? Some are satin, some are steel, some are silk, and some are leather. They're the faces of a stranger, and we love to put them on. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's the way it is. And I, I had my feel that I am done with that. I've worked for, with the Chamber of Commerce. I've worked with hospitality. I know how to smile at people that I would just really not like to smile at for the sake of the job. And I'm tired of that. I'm too old now. And But part of the reason I'm that way is because I, I met you and a group of women who were that way as well. And all of a sudden it's like, you know what? They don't care either. So I don't have to worry. I'm not going to wear makeup today <laughs> or ever yeah. again, you know, or ever again, because it always hurt my skin, you know, but it was expected. It was a thing you did. Right, you right. Know. Now, if I, if I was a person who could wear, who could just wear it as adornment, like, like, like you do, you know, you put it on when you want to have the red lips, you'll put the lipsticks on, right? Mm -hmm. And it's there because it's adornment, but it's not because you feel like you are obligated to do it because you're a female. No, uh, no. But part of that is that I'm beyond breeding range. So I don't, I mean, I do it as adornment, mostly because my, my, my face is so pale. <laughs> and I never did have any eyebrows. And so if I don't draw stuff on, I feel like I don't have much of a face. And most of the time, I don't really care whether I have a face or not. But, yeah, so I'm, you know, I do wear it as adornment sometimes. But I, I've never, I've never worn it as a trap. Right. As it, it that was, makes sense. Uh, that's, I don't know how we got on that. I don't have I a clue. I don't either. And, you know, I do it for fun and I have fun. And that's all there is to it. Because, um, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be Miss America or catch me a man. God knows I'm not trying to catch you a man. <laughs> or a woman. Or a woman. No judgment. Or a human. Or anyone. Exactly. All I'd want to catch was maybe a big pony. Could I get me a big pony? But you don't have to wear makeup for ponies. No. You just have carrots in your pocket. Or an apple. <laughs> or an apple. Or sugar. Sure. No, I never did that. They, I never put used sugar. But I, I would feed them apples and stuff. Because I remember over in Massey Branch, the walk to the barn, we passed an apple tree. And, oh, uh, yeah. So if it didn't have too many yellow jackets or something, you know, I would go and get some apples and... Uh, <laughs> I wonder, I just, yeah, I, I guess it is the money thing, maybe, that makes you different, makes me a little different. I don't know, though. Maybe. It's maybe. interesting. I mean, yeah. 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 Who knows? We don't, I, I, I don't, you know, I guess I'll say what a lot of people say. If I had a whole lot of money, I'd like to have it so that I could do things for people that needed it. Mm -hmm. Like friends in Kentucky that got leveled by that damn storm. Yeah. Or friends in West Virginia who got flooded out. Or that little bitty girl that is going to have to leave college because she she doesn't have enough money. You know, that kind of stuff. I would like to have it for that. But I don't feel like it buys me any kind of status. Because I just don't feel like status is important. Yeah, I don't either. That's, yeah. I mean, it is a thing. I'm not saying there's not status, but I'm just saying that at this point, as a person of low status for so long, I don't, I don't have a, 
I don't have ambitions towards higher status. How's that? How's well, that sound? That sounds really good. And, you know, here's the other thing. I think sometimes people mistake status for leadership. Big difference, oh, though. Are we going to talk politics now? Let's do. Let's do. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind on today? Golly. So what's going on in your mind today? About politics? Yeah. I just, I want people who have done bad things to be punished for it. <laughs> and I'm talking about politicians who have lied to people. I am talking about politicians who have cheated people, who are just nothing but big old wads of graft and corruption. Mm -hmm. I want them to pay their dues. Mm, so mode it be. And I know sometimes that the, what are they called, the wheels of justice grind slowly but exceedingly fine. Something like that is that quote. I, I'm just tired of the wheels just grinding so damn slow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I want people to get off their damn high horse. You know what you did. We all saw what you did. You're trying to pretend now that wasn't you doing it? Oh, hell no. Yeah, but hell don't you know if you say it enough times they're gonna believe you because they don't people humans have a short memory all you got to do is just say it enough times and that's where they are right now oh yeah <laughs> and and let me also return to a previous conversation that people are stupid <laughs> and I'm, I'm done with all the stupid in the world I just want to start smacking people but you can't do that either and I wouldn't want to do it anyway. That'd be mean. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're not mean. You're you're not. Not that you couldn't be, but you're not. Uh, so, what I'd like, if I had a lot of money, I'd I'd like to buy an alternate universe and put all those <laughs> there, and let them do things their way on their world, <laughs> and we'll do things our way on our world. <laughs> so. Uh, that sounds like the best. Yeah. We just quarantine them. Yeah. Just <laughs> quarantine all y'all over here. That's it. Oh, That's golly. It. You know, that'd be a good question to ask the folks who listen to the podcast. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm seeing some new faces, and I'm appreciating some folks who've stayed with us. And I, I know you are, too. We've been talking about that. Oh, big time. I wonder what, as a group, I wonder what they would do if they had, if you had all the money you wanted, what would you do with it? Hmm. <laughs> what would you do? Why don't you go, go over onto our Facebook page and let us know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd like if to you know. you had unlimited resources, what would you do? And kind of like Elon Musk. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boy, they got him in late night. Oh. Oh my gosh, everybody has got him because of uh, what Time Magazine did. Man of the man year. Person of the year. Uh, right, right. <laughs> they were saying next time, maybe Time will, will choose somebody who's among the living. Uh, they, they, they were skewering him on late night. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> I was oh, I was laughing about some stuff I've seen. I don't I don't spend a lot of time on TV and I don't spend hardly any time on TikTok. But this last uh weekend I've had some time with both. 
of things. And I saw this. Even on TikTok? Yeah, I'm on TikTok a little bit. I'm learning it, trying to. Um, And I had someone who sent me the funniest video, and it was from TikTok. And um, and it had it was a couple that had a cat, and they suspected the cat of all kinds of mischief at night. And they put a camera in their bedroom. And they they focused the camera on their bed. They went to sleep, and they videoed the whole entire night. And then they uh, they replayed it and they speeded it up very much, made it oh speed gosh. up. Excuse me. And you see this insane cat coming in and doing all this shit in the bedroom. It's like <laughs> jumping on their head and jumping on top of the door frame and. You know, uh, at one point he climbs up somewhere else and does like, oh, he starts scratching the door and he's got this evil look to him. And then at the very end of the video, he it was 5.32 a.m., the cat jumps up on the cabinet and puts his face right at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, I guess he was hungry. I don't know. Oh gosh, you have got to post that picture on our page, that video that on video? our page. All right, I will. If, if it can be posted, I've never tried to post a TikTok video, but I will try because it, it was hilarious. So, so Byron, I want to circle back to the, to the event coming up because I want you to tell us the date and time and all of that stuff. Although, wait a minute. Is this podcast going to be going on when it's no, going on? It's, it's on it'll Saturday. Be it'll be done. By it'll then. be done? Okay. Yeah. I think but the weather will be okay. We can talk about the solstice because that will not have happened yet. Yeah, let's do. Talk to them. Let Talk to me. Explain to me how the solstice celebration uh, that is done, or ritual, I guess I should call it, that's done every year at Mother Grove, it, it's 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 its own thing. It's unique. I understand, but the beginnings, the origins of it, go all the way back. And what can you what can you tell me, as a pagan person, to take from the solstice celebration that we do? I'll tell you why I do it, but I want to know why we you think we should be doing it. Oh. Well, I mean, there's lots of nice books about all of that, Mm -hmm. but um, the winter solstice, and I'll talk about that since that's what we're about to celebrate, Mm -hmm. Um, the winter solstice marks the turning of the agricultural year, so that from the summer solstice until the winter solstice, the daylight hours grow smaller and smaller, less and less. Fewer and fewer, I guess, is exactly the way I should say it. And then once we get to the fall equinox, the autumnal equinox, then then that is the time of equal balance when there is as much dark part of the day as there is light part of the day. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, the night part gets longer and longer and longer. And the daylight, I mean, we notice now that if uh, if your meeting lasts till six o'clock, you're going to be all going home in the dark. In the dark. And of course, in the summer, if your meeting lasts till ten o'clock, 
you may be still going home in the gloaming. So, <laughs> um, so it shows us that how how the world works. Well, what happens then at the at the winter solstice is that the daylight part starts to get longer, and humans are geared towards lots of extra light. We like a lot of light. Yeah. And um, and it means if there's sunlight it means we can grow crops it means animals come out of hibernation i mean it, it means a lot of things as far as our survival goes so the the return of the sun as it sometimes is called and it comes down to us of course uh, through some of the wonderful holidays like the roman holiday of the undying sun with saturnalia and uh and the cry would go up the soul, soul invictus, soul invictus, the unconquered sun. Mm-hmm. So we still celebrate that, and all with these tons of holidays right around the winter solstice, mm-hmm. and they've got lots of stories laid on them, lots of myths mm-hmm. laid on them. But the reality is, it's about the return of daylight, so that we can do all the things that we need to do to survive. So lots of, um, lots of what we think of as the traditional Christmas stuff is really leftovers from European pagan traditions for the for the winter solstice. Right. In fact, when they chose the date for Christmas, they chose it based on the Roman festival of Saturnalia because mm-hmm. they wanted to replace that pagan festival with a Christian festival. Right. Um, but then, I mean, the Christmas tree is not Christian. Mm-hmm. The wreath is not particularly. I mean, they're Christian now, but they didn't. That was not their origin. Right. And there has always been a sacred child mythology mm-hmm. attached to the summer, to the winter solstice. Yep. So that a child, i.e., the sun, S-U-N, gets born. A sacred child is born. And then it grows and grows and grows until midsummer, and then it starts to shrink back because that's how it works astronomically in the world. I feel like I've been talking on and on, but that's the basics of it. And it will happen, I believe it happens on Tuesday, but I couldn't tell you exactly what time, but you can look it up. Oh, I'll be working. <laughs> you will be working. I think so. You will. Yep. But that doesn't mean I can't celebrate it. No, it does not. Yeah. So that was a really good explanation of it. I, I give that explanation a lot, like in yeah. um, in the interfaith groups, mm-hmm. and people want to know, oh, well, so what do you celebrate at Christmas? Well, this is what we celebrate. That was good, Byron. That was Thanks. Good. That's my lecture on the winter solstice. I could tell you more, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you a funny story, though. Yeah. So many years ago, mm-hmm. when I was doing some interfaith work, they brought a whole bunch of people together from different religions. There was somebody going to talk about Hanukkah. Somebody talked about Diwali. Somebody talked about Kwanzaa. Uh, somebody talked about Christmas. You know, all those kind of festival, And it was called, I think, Festivals of Light. And we that. had a big sort of gathering with a potluck and all that stuff. So I was doing, I was in the program as Byron Ballard, Winter Solstice. So the woman who went who uh, went behind me, after me, was doing Christmas. And I'm pretty sure she thought that, no, I got this mixed up. No, 
she went before me. And I'm pretty sure she thought I was going to be talking about the astronomical event of the solstice and equinoxes and what that means. So she had brought a Christmas tree and a wreath and big gold balls on the tree <laughs> all this other stuff. And when she finished her little, I don't know, we did talk for like 10 minutes, something like that. Then it was my turn and I said, I would like to thank the previous speaker for bringing all the accoutrements of a winter solstice celebration. Now, let us begin. And that woman looked at me like she just wanted to claw my eyes out. Isn't that funny? Because she thought I was going to talk about, and then the tilt of the earth does this, and the way we, we revolve around the sun, and then the moon comes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, that really is part of solstice. Solstice is not, I mean, it, it's got a lot of meanings. It's got a lot of layers to it and it things does. that go into it. And so, yeah, it is part of it. But, yeah. but you know, have you, do you ever get asked about uh, Santa Claus and all of that? Krampus and, you know, how he evolved? You know, Krampus is kind of a new thing with American pagans. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't usually get asked much, much about that because when I was doing a lot of interfaith work, it was before Krampus was a big thing. Ah, okay. We used to have a children's story, and it was real similar to Krampus, or Krampus is what I call him, but it, it wasn't centered around a certain date. And uh, they used to tell it to scare, scare the kids is what it was told for. So, and I guess that's what, that's why Krampus. That's a, boogie, a boogeyman character. Yeah, that was it. Thank you. That was the name. Yeah. That's the, man. You just pulled that right out of your brain, didn't you? Oh, I wish I could I do that. About that because a, a friend of ours, Trish Pitchfork Patty, oh. posted on Facebook that about Santa Claus, and it, it teaches children to expect that there's. Somebody who's watching, watching them all the time and judging them, yeah. and in and if they don't meet these high standards, and then you know kids find out that the legend of Santa Claus is not what they were taught to believe it was, and she was just saying it's just not fair. It, it gives expectations, mm -hmm. and and it hurts children. And uh, you know I think she's probably right, but it used to be that Santa Claus was a lot more dangerous than he is now. Yeah. So, nowadays, sure. Santa Claus just won't bring you the brand new Xbox, wah, 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 because you were such a filthy little brat all year. <laughs> so, you, you're still going to get a bunch of presents, but, you know, back in the day, you there was the warning. You know, if you were bad, and they meant bad, then you would get a lump of coal and some switches in your stocking. Yeah. And the expectation was that your parents would use those switches on you. Right, right. So that next year, maybe you would have some behaviors. Yeah, it's a control mechanism. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But I have to say, some of us were super lucky about Christmas. Now, I don't, I mean, I don't know what to say, except that kid year revolved around it for me. Because that's when I could meet all my family would come in and there would be a big meal and everybody would be there. And then, you know, Santa Claus was part of it. But, and there would be toys at the end of the day, you know. And, and that makes me really lucky, really lucky. But it was a very confusing holiday because I don't know of anybody who 
any kids who actually want to go sit on Santa Claus's lap. Do you? Yeah. I mean, if they were really greedy or wanting a certain toy really bad, they might be ready to and willing to, you know, but I don't know of any kid who on their own would go, hey, let's go sit on Sandy's lap. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I tell you what, the more we know about how families have been toxic and, and terrible and the way we've hidden things away, the more all of that just feels creepy. Yeah, it does. It feels like a control thing. It yeah. really does. But And it also, what kind of a priority system does it teach your kids? It teaches them a material system. You know, yeah. go get the toys. Yeah. Toys are the the end, you know, the end all thing of it. But, and I'm glad that they weren't, that that wasn't the only thing for me. Because I don't know. I don't, I mean, to me, it felt like money didn't exist because I never heard adults speak about it, ever. It was never yeah. talked about it. Other than I would get a dollar if I lost a tooth and put it under the pillow. That's yeah. the only time that money was ever really spoken about. Which, that that gives you an, a nice innocent childhood. It doesn't get you ready in any way for the real world. I'm telling you though. So, no. finding no. out that it existed and it wasn't all just goodwill was an eye-opener for me. It's like, here's some toys. And, and it never occurred to me that somebody had to work for that money to get those toys. Just never occurred. Oh, that's interesting. No, my childhood was all about no the lack of money, primarily. Yeah. Well, my, my parents didn't really have money. Um, and, I mean, not, not, not anything like... Of course, we always had food, so, so we must have been doing okay. Or at least I think we always had food. I've only heard a few stories otherwise. Okay, and yeah. um, and so you know, in that way, and my parents always worked. Always worked. Both of them worked, and my grandparents worked as well. So, you know, I'm sure they did have some money coming in. And so yeah, I don't well, know. Yeah. yeah. But it was a whole different time of year. So I know how lucky that makes me. I do. Yeah. That's why I, I try not to ever forget kids on Christmas. I, I mean, I may not have any, but what little bit I can do, I do for them. You know. Well, I think we, we all have kids at Christmas, whether they're our biological children or not. Or somebody there's we put always, a toy in the box for. Yeah. It's always young ones that need a little extra love and a cookie. Oh, yeah. Was the, to be reminded that it's okay. What, was it the March of Dimes that would come around on Christmas and they would carol and hold out that little box? For, that well, you, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I mean, we lived out in the country. Nobody came around. I, I, think, that's, <laughs> I, I think I remember that from one year uh, in West Asheville. 
that that a couple times yeah somebody would come to the door and it'd be a kid and or a couple of kids and they'd carol and they had a little little box and they'd ask you to put some change in there for the march of dimes i think oh i love that yeah i found it was nice and i, I used to i used to go christmas carolin i would love to do that again Let's do it. When do you want to do it? Why or when? When? I don't know. Um, boy. I know. You're, you have to plan all that. And yeah, everything. you're willing is the thing. That's cool. Who else do we know that would go? I know. You know, I can't, it, even, I can't even think about that. We show. could probably we could probably do Haywood Road on New Year's Eve or something. I no, I wouldn't want to be on Haywood Road on Ew, New Year's Eve. No, I would not either. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> No, thank you, no. Yeah, we'll think about it next year. Yeah, we'll think about it for next year and see if we can get us some uh, weirdlings, get some weirdlings together to do some caroling. Absolutely. I was thinking, you you know how you gave me that lecture last week about uh, taking on too much? Y'all, I lectured her last week. Yes, she did. And she looked at me, she did blink, blink, blink. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, I remember how I liked you. Well, I was thinking about, well, what do I actually look forward to as far as this year coming up with you? Because we're going to be hanging out. You know we do. That's just what we do. Um, And I really am looking forward to, I think this is a year we're finally going to get to make some music. You know well, why? Also, the year we're gonna finally get to make a road trip. Yeah, that was number two on my list. Was this is the year we're finally gonna get to make the road trip? And guess what? I've been reading about. What? Ghost Town. Have you been reading? Well, it's on the news, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, I, I belong to this group of people who are uh, Ghost Town fans, if you will, from all ages. From the 60s and 70s and 80s and whatever and you know through the years there have been several different people who have tried to take over ghost town in the sky and turn it into something profitable and they've all been shut down at some point for one reason or another and one of them i was really glad it didn't take um it, it was going to be awful but this new group that's taken over I think they want to turn it into a Biltmore Park with a roller coaster, is what it sounds like. Because they're talking about about condos and, you know, what's it called? Mixed something? Mixed use development. Thank you. Mixed use development. Well, you know, they're going to approve it because it, it'll be big tax money. So it'll get approved. Now, if these people can follow through with it. Uh, that's the question. And another question I have is, is there anybody who could allow us to take a quick walk through there? No, we've talked about that for over a yeah. year. Or even down in the parking lot. And let me tell you why. <laughs> I, it occurs to me, there's no way that that place is not somewhat haunted. Oh, gotta be. It's gotta be. I don't know why someone hasn't gone and investigated it yet. Just just because there are a lot of groups out there that like to do that sort of thing. And not that I'm looking for anything, but I sort of 
am. I'd like to go sit in that parking lot at least one more time before it gets developed. And, ha and while it's just a kind of a, a clear zone, if you will. Mm. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's something about that place. And I can't remember what the name of the place directly across the street is. But that place as well. That place, I feel like, is just full of old memories and different cultures, different species. And there's been some really dramatic and heart-wrenching kind of stuff that's happened and probably happened right there in that parking lot at some point or another. It's like, I think it deserves to have a little attention before it oh, becomes yeah. mixed media. Do you know anybody? No, I was going to say, is, is there anybody in that group, that special group you're in, that knows somebody up there? I will ask and see. What I'm talking about is a form of dowsing. So, mm. yeah, I'm not, I'm, not that, I'm not that ghost investigator. Not that I have a problem with them. I think it's fine that they're out there trying to use the things that they know about to interact with spirit world. That's what I see them doing anyway. But yeah, I don't I think there's something something that should be investigated. We might think about that place for the first road trip. Oh boy. I'm yeah. excited now. Let's do, yeah, hell yeah. Let's do it. And eat at neighbors drive in. Oh golly, yes, that's <laughs> great. Oh, I would hate to go there and see that they still had things in cages there. They had for years bears. Then they took the bears out and they replaced them with peacocks, which are smelly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. But they caged them. And that's not, I mean, that I oh, thought well, it was cool. Well, you want to cage peacocks because they're filthy. Well, they, I was going to say they are filthy and they that cage stank and... I never did understand that about the South. And I don't know, I don't have any experience as to whether that happened in other places in the country where they would just find a bear and, or something like that, chicken uh, on a hot plate. Yeah, or, I think they did all that crap too. That's ridiculous stuff. It's, it's just, you know, something to entertain stupid people. Yeah. Oh, can we stop? Will you just tell me to stop talking about stupid people because it's not cheering me up. Well, you know, have you ever heard of the Cartoon Network? <laughs> adult Swim. <laughs> I need to dive into Adult Swim for a while. No, actually, I'm in a really good mood these days. Are you? It's because, you know, I've got a busy weekend coming up. Yeah. And by the time people hear this, it will be a busy weekend. I have survived. Um, and I, I mean, I'm ahead of the game for once. Got a bunch of stuff done yesterday, and I'm ahead of the game, and I love to be in that position. Wow. Congratulations. And at a good time of year to sit back and enjoy it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah, bring back some old traditions if you want to. If, if yeah, you, I, Is there a tradition love you love the most about this time of year? <laughs> I like to make marzipan fruit. Are you kidding me? No, I love doing that. Uh, in fact, one of the last years my daughter was at home, or it might have been one of the years she was in college, we did a gingerbread tortoise, like from Doctor Who. Yeah. 
And then we got out the marzipan, and we made marzipan doctors. Oh. And we did our favorite doctor. I can't, she did Matt Smith, I think, and I did, um, oh, I don't remember which one I did. The one with the long scarf, you know. Yeah. Doctor Who? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, we did Doctor Who's to go with our gingerbread tart, oh. so we made them out of, out of marzipan. <laughs> but I love making marzipan fruit. Like wow. grapes and oranges. And, yeah. That's How about awesome. you? What thing do you love to do? I like to watch a certain couple of old... I like to catch one Christmas movie that I that just me, just me watch it, you know, uh, at at some point. And it, and it changes from year to year. It could be... Yeah, I like the old uh, Scrooge one, the Dickens one. Which one? Um, the one with Patrick Stewart. Do you know which one I'm talking oh, about? I love that one, yeah. Okay. That's my favorite one. It, it sticks a little more to the text, to the book, excuse me. Uh, and I like that one very much. There's a lot of them I haven't seen. Uh, I like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I don't know why. I have no idea. But I can pretty much quote that to you verbatim. Uh, it wins almost every year and I like the uh, occasionally I get in that mood to watch the you'll shoot your eye out kid so oh, I've never seen that one all it, the way you'd, you'd probably like it if, if you could if you could slow down enough to sit you know sit back and enjoy it but well, the, I watch a lot of stuff I mean I, we it, will probably watch every Chris, version of Christmas Carol we can find oh that's cool uh, one of my favorite things to watch is A Child's Christmas in Wales. I've never with, seen that. With Denham Elliott. It's really beautiful. Oh, I've never seen that. And then I like to watch, there's an old BBC, I think, version of a, of a short story called The Dead that's really good. Oh, so I have stuff that I love to watch this time of year. That's cool. Well, for me, for the last however many decades... What I do is I I will watch, I'll decide the movie, decide the time, decide the method, and then I'll go downstairs, and the workbench is mine at that point. And I'll watch that movie and wrap presents. That's my, that's my favorite Christmas tradition. Oh, I love that. I get a little time to myself, and it kind of... It, I don't know why, but I can, you know, I get to take some time with the presents instead of yeah. just slapping them together. I can, yeah. you know, make a pretty bow or whatever, whatever. And it takes me a little longer now to do it because of my hands. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it still feels like it's like a spa day for me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, when and, you can be really intentional and enjoy something. Yeah, and I'll take, you know, I'll have some Christmas drink with me. Whatever it is. Nice. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do on Christmas. Last night, what, among all the other things I got done, I got to put little frilly cloth caps on all of the jam jars. Oh! <laughs> and I love doing that. Yeah, and stuff like that is the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen you be like this holiday kind of uh, spirit that just flickers around and does nice things for people. It's so cool. I mean, and, and it means a lot, I think. I, I like to do that. Don't I did something so silly today. 
two friends of mine, I posted a bunch of pictures of cakes last week, and one of them was um, a Twelfth Night cake, which is really dense, and it's like a you got really alcohol fruit cake. Oh, it's got alcohol again, yeah, yeah. and the fruit was soaking in rum, and I mean, it's just a really dense, heavy, rich cake, and the two of them know each other, and the one said, do you think she would miss it if we went over to the house and stole one of those cakes? And the other one said, no, I don't think she would. Let's go do that. So I split one of those cakes in half, and I took it to them today. Took it to both of them with a little note saying, I laughed so much at the thought of the two of y'all sneaking into my house to steal a cake that I thought I'd better save your little souls. So I arrived today with my Santa Claus hat on and them cake. It was fun. I love doing stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's that's the yeah. most fun at Christmas, isn't it? That's the best part of being a grown-up at Christmas, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So I, I want to get back to some more of that. I used to I used to do some of that, and I haven't for a number of years for a number of reasons. But yeah. uh, I feel like it again. <laughs> I do. That's nice. <laughs> it is. It's a Saturnalia miracle. It is a blessed Saturnalia. Yo, yo, yo. Sol Invictus. Sol Invictus. Well, listen, we better get going. I know it. Look at the time. I got to make some supper. Yeah, the sun is changing since we started talking. All right. So, y'all, if you had any amount of money that you wanted and you, you just unlimited funds, what would you do with the unlimited funds? Let's, I'm going to put it out there on the page. I'm, I already did. Oh, did I'm you? I'm sitting here holding on to my phone while I'm talking on the computer. Okay. Well, we'll see what people say. Yeah, that'll be cool. All right. Well, listen, I'll talk to you soon. All right. You take care. You too. Bye. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.